This is Claim Your Potential, the empowerment podcast. I'm Sophie Lindbergh, your host and the executive director of Claim Your Potential. Get ready to embark on a transformative journey where we empower women and girls to unlock their full potential in every aspect of life. It's time to claim your potential and step into a life of empowerment. Tune in every Tuesday as we ignite your inner strength, provide actionable insights, and empower you to achieve greatness. So, are you ready to claim your potential? Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Claim Your Potential, the empowerment podcast. I'm your host, Sophie, and for this episode, we are joined by Julie Caraccio to discuss how to declutter your life. As an award-winning professional organizer, author, and certified life coach, Julie is the host of the widely acclaimed weekly podcast, Clear Your Clutter Inside and Out. Through her podcast and 15 books, Julie has inspired countless individuals to declutter their lives and find greater fulfillment. Her expertise extends beyond physical clutter and delves into mental, emotional, and spiritual aspects that can hold us back from living our best lives. Today, Julie will be sharing her wisdom on how to declutter your life both internally and externally so you can reclaim control, clarity, and fulfillment. Please welcome Julie Caraccio. Thank you so much for being with us today, Julie. Thanks so much for having me. I'm thrilled to be here. We are excited to have you on. And you have had quite the just professional experience, you know, with your journey in the fields of organization and personal development, which is truly inspiring. And I'd love to hear more about this journey and how you got to where you are today. Sure. So I was working my background previously to starting my own business was in fund development, grant writing. And I got a job and I was like, you know what? This place is crazy. And I said, I just don't want to find another job. So what can I do that uses my skill set that will make a difference to people? And I got to get paid, right? I was single at the time. I definitely have to support myself. And so I came up with organizing and I never recommend I changed my business name was healing through organization. And I changed it about three laters to reawaken your brilliance. Don't ever do that. That's a huge pain in the butt to do. But I was working with a client and when I Decided the name Healing Through Organization. It was very purposeful. I wanted to show people how getting organized can make a difference in their life. And then I had a client. And in the meantime, I'm doing an internet TV show called Reawaken Your Brilliance, where I'm interviewing body, mind, and spirit experts, because that was an interest of mine. And the client said, you know what? I just want to talk. Now, when I typically go to work on organizing and decluttering, I work in four-hour chunks because people can see a difference. And I was like, you're the client. We can do whatever you want. And so we ended up talking probably three out of those four hours. But because we kind of delved deeper and she was able to realize some things, we decluttered so much in that last hour. And so that was an aha moment for me. And I said, you know, I have to be more holistic. I have to bring in coaching. I have to bring in all these aspects of clutter. And so that was really the journey to get me started. Yeah, it's always so interesting of hearing someone that that made that switch, right? I think a lot of the time when especially I think about those in the personal development space, is there's such an interesting journey that comes along with it where there is almost like this massive switch from what they were doing before to what they're doing now. So always so cool to hear about one of those journeys because it's just so interesting how people find the connection. And it sounds like, you know, you took what you were doing, which to me sounds 
very like, I don't know how this connects at all. This is such like a very niche thing and really cool. I'm in the nonprofit sector. So grant writing is such a really cool skill that not a lot of people possess. And to take that and go, all right, here's the takeaways from this career. Here's what I know I can do with it. Here's, you know, some of the skill sets that come along with it. And here's how I can turn it into something brand new that is exciting and different for me, but still connects to what I've been doing before. So always super cool to hear about that. In terms of providing a bit of context for listeners here, before we talk about clutter, I'm curious as to how do you define clutter in all its forms? Sure. So I'm very different than a lot of people. So to me, Clutter is anything that prevents you from creating the life you choose, deserve, and desire. I want people to see the bigger picture of clutter. So a messy desk is so much more than a messy desk. It's a roadblock to a promotion, or it's preventing you from writing that great screenplay or the next best novel that you want to produce. Or an overstuffed closet is preventing a relationship from blooming. So I want people to not have a narrow definition of clutter but expand it. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And I think that definition that you gave there really applies to, again, getting away from just that physical clutter. And we often think of that physical clutter when we think about, you know, decluttering our life. But can you shed light on, you know, what mental, emotional, and spiritual clutter is? Sure. So some examples, let's start with mental clutter. So that might be anxiety, Worrying or borrowing trouble, as my father would say, is that creating insomnia for you? And I want to also point out the inner is related to the outer. So, for instance, you have that physical messy desk that's causing clutter in your mind. You know, they've done studies, and I encourage everyone listening go into a room that has a lot of clutter and see how you think, and then go into another room and see if that makes a difference. So, figure out, you know, what's your mental clutter? And then emotional can be knee-jerk reactions, you know, or not expressing your feelings. You know, when someone cuts you off in traffic and you go nuts, it's really not about the person cutting you off in traffic. There are other things going on. And if you don't express how you're feeling, that's going to rear its ugly head and come out. Maybe it's expressing too much or inappropriately or jealousy, right? How many times we're scrolling through social media and we're jealous of someone? And then spiritual clutter, to me, some examples are not forgiving. It hurts you worse when you don't forgive. The other person might not even know what's going on, but you hold on to that. They take up rent in your head. Not having gratitude. You know, so much of us have so much to be grateful for, and we aren't. And, you know, you can't hold two opposing thoughts in your head at the same time. So you can't be in gratitude and feel like you lack in abundance. So the more that you get into that energy and that headspace of gratitude, it just supports and clearing clutter in all areas of your life. Yeah, I liked that that bit there about how it manifests, right? Where that clutter can sometimes rear its ugly head and, and manifest in some form, whether it is that, you know, insomnia, a physical manifestation, or it's increased stress levels and it mm-hmm. becomes a mental manifestation. So, and, and I feel like when we think about that mental and emotional clutter, so many people feel overwhelmed by mm-hmm. that idea of decluttering their life mentally, emotionally, because it's it's less concrete than just, you know, going into your closet, pulling some stuff out, getting rid of it. It takes a lot more trial and error and a lot more self-reflection. And so I'm curious as to where should someone start if they want to declutter their life mentally, emotionally, but are not sure where to begin? 
that's a great question. So there are some things to ask yourself. You know, what stresses you out? What upsets you? Have loved ones and people that are close to you made comments that make you think, hmm, you know, maybe I didn't realize that I have an emotional outburst, right? Because it's just kind of my knee-jerk reaction and how I do things. So I encourage people to act like an archaeologist, right? Let's do some digging. Let's do some discovery and make it kind of a fun chore and no judgment. Don't judge yourself. You know, you do the best that you can. And so begin with those questions. You know, what upsets me or what drains my energy, what exhausts me, and just start to go from there. Or if you know, you know what, every time I come home from work, I'm exhausted. Well, maybe, you know, you're not doing what your passion is and it's time to explore another avenue. So just start to ask yourself some questions. And again, if you have someone that you love and trust, people around you, get some input for them. Yeah, and I love that piece there about, you know, thinking about how you're feeling after doing certain things. And this is a trap that I have fallen into. I've seen other people fall into it as well, is that, you know, we come home from work or we come home from, you know, whatever we do during the day or however our our working schedule is, we come home from that and we're exhausted. And instead of thinking, hmm, why am I exhausted? There might be something wrong. What's going on? We think, oh man, I just had a hard day. You know what? That's Mm -hmm. life. That's work. That's how it's going to be. But if that's a consistent pattern where it's almost every day you're coming home, feeling drained, feeling exhausted, you have to think about that, right? You have to think about, well, why am I feeling this way? Why is this a pattern? This shouldn't be a pattern. You know, is there something else that's going on? Maybe I'm stressed out about home life. Maybe Mm -hmm. I'm, you know, having trouble with a friendship. Maybe I'm having trouble financially, or maybe this job just is not my cup of tea. It just sucks. And I don't want to do it anymore. And it's really thinking through those bigger questions there. So absolutely, I think that's something that a lot of us don't think about when it comes to, you know, dealing with that mental clutter. Well, one of the reasons I created a series of journal prompts was exactly for this reason. We all have the answers within. When I'm working with someone, I support them in bringing those to the surface. People know what's best for them. I don't. They have that innate wisdom, but it's taking the time to ask questions and figure out what's the most important part of this answer. And then how do I create a plan to move forward? Exactly. Exactly. And that plan is so key there, right? Because a lot of the time, you know, you can say, all right, you know, this is a problem. I see that this is a problem. But then it's what's that next step? What are you going to do to fix the problem? So, absolutely. And when we're thinking about that, that mental clutter that goes on that can really weigh us down and thinking about, you know, building a plan to help navigate that. How can someone, you know, best identify and declutter those negative thought patterns or mental habits that might be hindering their happiness? Great question. So I'm a firm believer of having a mindfulness practice and that's going to look different for everyone. For me, mowing the lawn is very meditative. It is a chance for me to kind of do a brain dump and just clear my head. For someone, I have a friend, he loves to listen to classical music. That gets him into a meditative state. You can do actual meditation, which I'm a fan of. I think it's really important. You know, maybe for you, it's deep breathing exercises. So it's creating some type of practice. And I also am a fan of what happens if something immediate and you're not expecting and you're blindsided. So my thing is, okay, when I'm overwhelmed and something, whoa, okay, breathe. How's my breathing? Let me take a moment and stop. Oh, I'm breathing more shallow. Okay, let's stop. 
Let's take 10 deep breaths. And that usually gets me centered, gets me grounded, gets me calmed down. And then I can say, okay, now I'm more focused. I'm not scattered. What do I need to do to handle this problem? So I think the biggest thing is coming up with some type of mindfulness practice for you and having something, you know, maybe for you it's breathing or my dad does something called yoga nidra, something that's going to support you in a moment of overwhelm. Yeah, that that healing tactic for sure. And that's I know that's something that I've I've heard a lot of people when they come onto this podcast talk about, especially those in the mental health space, is finding that that piece that you can latch on to that you can use to heal, whether it's listening to your favorite song and having a dance mm-hmm. party, or it's, you know, journaling and writing down how you're feeling, or practicing gratitude or meditating, whatever it may be, that thing that can really ground you, bring you back down to earth and go, all right, this is what's going on all right, it's making me feel this way. Okay, I'm going to take some deep breaths and find a way to release that energy, whether it's, you know, through punching a pillow. I know I do that sometimes or it's Mm -hmm. through journaling or or whatever method works best. And so definitely having that tangible piece that you can have, you know, to really let it all out, so to speak. So absolutely there. And thinking about that that mental declutter, I want to tie in a little bit of physical declutter here just because I feel like it's so connected. Mm-hmm. And I know that I've seen this in my own family when you know people pass away dealing with sentimental items. Mm. And sometimes that can be the hardest thing to let go of. And there's such a connection when you let go of that and then what happens to your mental and emotional wellness there. And so how do you suggest that people approach decluttering those sentimental belongings while still finding a way to really cherish those memories? Well, first of all, I say start now, especially if people are older, because a lot of the younger kids, what is sentimental to older people is not young kids are living lightly, so they don't want your stuff. I just think that's really important to emphasize. So where we get tripped up is we have an object that we have placed a memory on. Now, if the object were to go away, the memory would still be in our heart and our head, right? The object doesn't take the memory with it. And so that's where we get tripped up. So what's important to realize is, okay, I can let this go. This was a sweater that has mothballs in it when I first met my husband. Okay, my husband's here, or even if he's you know, not here, I still have memories of him. So it's really about taking a step back and saying, okay, the memories are not on the object. And then I'm really happy that you mentioned honoring it because that's what's really important. So if you have a collection of, say, ticket stubs, you all went to a bunch of concerts or whatever, create a shadow box for that. Take what was most important and create something that you can maybe display or hang on a wall or if you a runner, say, and you do all these marathons, take all those old t-shirts and make a quilt. I mean, that's a win-win to me. You've got all the fun sayings on your shirts and a quilt is something practical that you can use. So it's also really important when you are decluttering memories, because that's hard for a lot of people, is if you're not a morning person, don't wake up first thing and start working on your memories and allow yourself, maybe you need to grieve something. I had a client who lost a child and I I can't imagine anything more horrible than that. And it took her a long time, a decade, which really to me is not uh, a long time. And it was a baby. And she finally got into the place where she realized, you know what, there's a child out there that can use this crib. And so what we did is we, like I mentioned earlier, curated some baby clothes and a couple other baby items to have a shadow box. But then she was able to let 
a lot of the clothes and the crib go. So understand, I'm, I'm very sympathetic to that and compassionate about that, that it can be a real challenge. So it makes sure you're doing it at a good time and think about and have fun with this and make it creative. How can I honor what I'm keeping? Does that make sense? Yes. I like that piece of honor. You know, how can I honor what you're keeping, right? But rather than just, you know, sticking those memories, sticking those those items in a box, putting them in the garage, putting them in storage, which I think is what happens a lot of the time, mm-hmm. but finding a way to really go, all right, let's be intentional with what we're keeping. All right. We're keeping these, let's say five things. Okay. What can we do with these five things to really honor this person or to really honor you know, these memories, maybe it is, you know, that quilt idea, or it's that shadow box idea, or, you know, it's putting something on the mantelpiece, or, you know, whatever it may be, I think, absolutely, there's so much power in that honor piece there. And that's something I think, when I think about decluttering, I don't often think about is for me, I know I, I know right now, and I'm kind of scared to admit this to you, but Mm -hmm. I do have a box under my bed of all the different memories that I have. It's just a box with random clippings and photos Mm. and everything like that. And I can tell you right now, I never look at it because it's under my bed. It's not out on display. It's overwhelming to even open it. And so that's definitely something that I am walking away with and understanding now that, all right, there's no point in it just being under my bed, hanging out, collecting dust. Rather, maybe I should go through, pick a couple of, you know, really great photos, maybe a couple of trip tickets that I that I kept from, from mm-hmm. planes or from museum tours or whatever it may be, and creating either a collage or just something to really honor those memories rather than just letting it, you know, collect dust and take up space. Yes, I'm going to encourage you to do that. And feng shui said it's bad energy to keep things under your bed. Uh-oh. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think I definitely need to do a bit of decluttering under there because that's always my storage area for some reason. So definitely something for me to think about there. And when we're thinking about that physical clutter, I really want to connect everything here for a moment. How does decluttering the physical connect to decluttering the mental and the emotional? So the inner is related to the outer and vice versa. So, you know, I mentioned about a messy desk and when you clear that, how it clears your mind, right? It's that symbiotic effect on each other. And so let's talk about jealousy for a moment because I mentioned that you're on Instagram and you say, oh my gosh, I've got a closet full of clothes. And so we buy, buy, buy and get all this stuff. We might not want or need it, but we're trying to appease that jealousy, that feeling of jealousy like that feeling I have to keep up with the Joneses or whatever it is. So as you work on saying, you know what, I'm not going to be jealous. What can, well, a couple things you can say, what's this really about? We talk about being an archaeologist. Maybe I'm jealous of all these clothes and it's not really all the clothes, but this person looks like a million bucks every time I see them on Instagram. What I want to do is curate a wardrobe where I feel like a million bucks in everything I own or you know, someone writes a novel and you're jealous and it's like, wow, you know what? I really want to write a book. And now I'm going to have to admit myself to myself that that's what I really want to do. Right. And so figuring out what that is. And then you say, okay, or it's the same, like if you're not sleeping at night, what is it that I'm worrying about? And, you know, keeping clutter out of the bedrooms is very important. You know, I've done a lot of studies about that and it can impede your sleep. 
So it's working on both ends. And as you clear the physical clutter, then it's automatically going to support you in clearing emotional and your spiritual clutter as well. And does it, is that making sense? Yes, absolutely. And to connect everything together from what you just talked about in terms of that, that connection across the three, what we've talked about in terms of physical clutter specifically, mental clutter specifically, what is one thing that our listeners should take away from this episode? To remind themselves that clutter is stuck, stagnant energy. And what is it costing them? Is it costing them a relationship? Is it costing them peace of mind? You know, the older I get, you can't put a price tag on that. Is it costing them money, right? Understand the true cost of clutter and how that's affecting you. And remind yourself, what am I going to gain when I declutter? And again, make this creative and fun and have joy with it. Yes, that what is it going to cost you piece there, I think is so key and something that I am truly thinking about now is for the longest time I thought, all right, you know what? I'm it's Sunday night. I want to do something. I'm just, yeah, I'm gonna declutter things and you know, I'm gonna feel better about myself for a couple of days, mm-hmm. gonna feel productive. But really it's that connection of, well, what happens if I don't declutter? Am I going to feel more stressed? Am I going to feel like, you know, I'm not comfortable in my living space? Am I going to is it more likely for me to be burned out? And so definitely finding that connection there. Um, so for all of our listeners, you know, tuning in, definitely something to take away there. I know that's a big piece I'm taking away from this conversation as well. And for all of our listeners that would like to stay in touch and keep hearing your amazing wisdom, where can our listeners connect with you? I just want to remind them really quickly, 10 minutes a day adds up to just over 60 hours in a year. So take that little bit to get started. If they go to reawakenyourbrilliance.com, they can find, I have DIY, you can learn how to work with me, social media podcast. And if you sign up for my free newsletter, I give you 10 quick tips and a take action item for you to declutter 10 areas of your life. Thank you so much for sharing that with everyone. And I will make sure that I leave all of your contact links in the description box below. So everyone listening, go check those out and connect with Julie. And again, I want to say thank you so much for coming on to the podcast, Julie. It's been an absolute pleasure speaking with you. Thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it. That brings us to the end of another empowering episode on Claim Your Potential, the empowerment podcast. Thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed our show and want to learn more about the work we do, you can visit our website, claimyourpotential.org. There, you can access our tools and workbooks, sign up for workshops, join our mentorship program, listen to previous and future episodes, donate to support our cause, and find out how you can get involved. For even more inspiring content, Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Claim Potential, where we share inspiration, educational resources, episode and program announcements, and other content designed to help you reach your full potential. Your support means the world to us, and a free way to support our show is by leaving a rating and review on the podcast streaming platform of your choice. Your feedback helps us grow and reach even more people with our empowering message. If you're unsure of how to do this, head over to our website's leave a review page for step-by-step instructions. Thank you to each and every one of you for being a part of this empowering community. Tune in next time as we continue our journey of learning and discover even more ways to claim your potential. Until then, remember that you have the power to create the life you desire. 
keep striving and keep growing. 